Hello and welcome to the DH Effect. My name is Sonia and I am here with my amazing co-host Hillary. Our focus this month is learning ways we can grow through our adversity and reframing our negative narratives into something phenomenal, which is our truths. Oh yeah. And you know, our guest today, which is Teresa Rizal-Knowles, you are a writer, a poet, a creative writing mentor, a teacher, and then you're also a cancer survivor who has this powerful, really powerful mission for individuals to really help with social awareness through building clarity of what you call soul goals, which is right up our alley. We cannot wait to hear more from you. Uh, I'm receiving so much love from y'all and I really appreciate um, our paths crossing in this experience to have this conversation and share with the collective. So thank you all so much. it's just that I feel like a lot of love in this. I feel a lot of love radiating amongst all of us. Well, That's the goal, man. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Teresa and I, we have met for a while. Um, you have been a mentor to our young writer in the house. Um, and our, you know, that spiritual connection got kind of happened instantly. And overall, though, I know that you have been so influential, influential in terms of writers all over in terms of age group, probably perhaps the world, um, generations, and it's always under this unique perspective of healing. You mentioned, this is so cool, you mentioned that your offerings are for heal health warriors, art admirers, spiritual soul sister, soul sisters, soul sisters, I, I love it, that. spiritual soul sisters, and decolonizing brain face, a doll. Doll face brain, doll face, doll face brain. brain, which she called me when we got on and my oh, whole, like my whole heart was like, Woo! and this is where I'd like to start. You wrote, we are in a new era of transformative Aquarian energy. May the collective access power, access power and peace through the healing available throughout communities, creativity, and the cosmos. Woo. I, we would love to know, well, what does that mean? Cause a lot of us will be like, what, what does that mean? Wait, and, where, again. Yeah. <laughs> and where did this journey all start? So I would just love to start there. Yeah. It's casual Friday conversation. Cosmos go. In short. Um, so I am aware of the con uh, of a, our limited time to talk. So I will do my best um, with my um, blessed ADHD, post-chemo, post-menopause brain, like all the different post-concussion brain. I'm gonna Mercury and Pisces. I'll do my best to <laughs> keep as succinct as possible, but really to be able, um, but I wanna filter what I'll say through the theme of um, today's show. Um, today's show. Uh, you know, it was, it really resonated with me that y'all wanted to talk about um, shame and guilt because to tie today's theme in with what I do as a creative writing teacher, um, I firmly believe that the stories that we share when we have the courage to tell our truth and to face our truth, that saves lives, that saves ourselves. There is, when, when you, when I say that I teach through a decolonial lens, the spiritual lens, it's because there are, it's all interconnected. 
with um, the ways that we've, we've been conditioned. And um, as, as we know, we only, you know, 95% of the brain, um, we're not in control of that. That's, that's, you could say it's our subconscious, it's our shadow self. Um, and so how often in our very busy, um, late stage capitalism, capitalistic lives, how often do we really step back and consider on a metacognitive level to really think about our thinking? Are we, are we being led through the heart? Are we being led with the, are we grounded in intention? The hero's journey is all about like, you know, you could fight all the cyclopses and sirens and all these external things in the world, but the really the hardest journey isn't necessarily, it's not the ascent, it's the descent, the heroine's journey into the heart. I really love how much y'all are grounded in the heart with, and I'm sure everyone in this audience knows the root word of heart is core, core, C-O-U-R, which means courage. We're not raised to um, pause. Um, the Nat Ministry says that rest is half the revolution. And she is a rest expert, so check that out. Um, but how often do we go, what, it's already March? What, I already lived through my 20s, my 30s? Like, what? I thought it was just, I'm sure we've seen that meme go around that's like, um, I don't understand how it's already 2022 when literally it was 1999 yesterday. I don't get it, you know, something like that. But so when I offer these writing prompts for folks, they're, they're generative, multi-genre, I can modify and fly for the different genres because I'm also a multi-genre writer. When I give out these prompts, they're not just within a theme of whether it's the Denver Art Museum tying in a theme with an exhibit, um, whether it's the, the art of health journeys um, or you know people are battling cancer or they're, they're caretakers. Um, and the ways to tie in, you know, art and health journeys with the intersections of writing, whether grownups or youths, the prompts are, they're also really channeled and grounded in healing. There's so much that is going on so quickly. And I'm sure we're so over that word unprecedented times, <laughs> that phrase unprecedented times. They're like, I feel like there's like a cringe effect since 20, since even April, 2020. It was like, that's been used like 575,600 times. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready and, to do that with you, by the way. Yeah, right. And, you know, when we're, we're, when we're so affected by the ways that we've been conditioned through um, white supremacy, the patriarchy, the ways that we've been, which is ubiquitous. <laughs> like we already know, you know, we know the facts that came from Right Fragility's book about, you know, 90, like 80, 80% of um, art in the art galleries are, are um, 
not are, are, are not people of color, um, you know, 90, 90 something percent, right? That's in the bookstores are not people from the global majority. And when you have only one narrative that's being pushed, right? Who does, when you have one narrative of that 1% in power, what is that being, how is that, how is that raising us? When you are, when you are a woman, <laughs> when you are a person of color, when you have a queer heart label, when you have a disability, you, you're constantly being, um, you're, it's, it's as if you're constantly being, uh, push to to live up to expectations that in the end are are they really yours or are they are you just living out these projections of trying to meet something that's really not realistic it's not realistic how we function it's not realistic to not prioritize healing it's not realistic to not prioritize um the arts and creativity and so um the writing prompts also you know i'm i'm very mindful of what's going on today um, throughout the world. There's a little bit of like astrology as well as like being mindful of that too, you know? And, and um, but so yeah, um, when you ask like, how, how did I get here? How did I get to this role? It took 32 years of realizing that I wasn't honest with my heart. I, um, you know, I, I, I uh, had a whole other life that I had worked really hard towards. And I was on the, I was just about to get there, right? With all the things, you know? Um, and then age 30, I was diagnosed with that, uh, that cancer that has no cure. I had a 1% chance of getting diagnosed and I had a 4% chance of there being a cure of surviving it. Low-grade serous ovarian cancer. And that was the year that my, at the time, husband and I were going to have kids. We had bought a house. We were, you know, we had done all, you know, you, all the check boxes, right? And then it's like, well, guess what? You have a, if you do survive this, you, you won't live past a decade. You'd be, you probably will always be in treatment. And you will probably, most likely, um, if you're not always in treatment for the rest of your life, then you will, um, then you will uh, have reoccurrences, right? And uh, so I've, I've lost a lot of Teal sisters um, along this journey. And um, I'm the only one I know still here that has never had a reoccurrence. Um, I've made my five-year remission mark. I just had my six-year diagnosis anniversary, and um, and I am, um, you know, uh, I had like two of the most aggressive chemo's that you can have. That normally is once every three weeks. I had it every week for five months, and um, but when you when you anyone who's ever almost died or anyone who has like lost someone that they love so deeply, like two years before I was diagnosed, my mama um, had her angel birthday because uh, she did not beat her pancreatic cancer battle. And um, 
when you have these experiences, your channel that we all have, we all have this channel for connecting with the cosmos, with your ancestors, with your spirit guides, with your higher self, with your inner child. We all have these channels. We're all these multi-dimensional, multi-faceted beings of light. And sometimes when you get so close to certain darknesses, they're, they're, that is actually the way of, um, that, that inevitably transforms you. That inevitably, there is, I don't really believe that there is a death because that's a whole other story about how my mama and I are, you know, even closer. <laughs> but there is all, the rebirth is, is a constant. Rebirth is always within reach. And so when I teach creative writing, the intention is to have a space for folks to be able to process wow. and to heal. Teresa, that is so beautiful. And, and, you know, something that is, thank you so much for sharing such a powerful story. And, you know, one of the things that I, I love saying, because I really believe it and our audience knows my own past with, with some trauma is that when we lean into our deepest pain, we find our deepest purpose. And I Ooh. do think, <laughs> and, yes. and, and that is what I feel you doing with your writing. And we also really believe with the DH effect, we really believe that words have power, whether it's written or spoken word, what we say to ourselves, what is resonating in our heart. And so when you talk about healing journey, health journeys, H-E-A-L-T-H, it really is, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me that as you find your truth, you have been well. And I think that is a, a piece that people do not realize. And I hope our audience really is listening to this. When we hang on to pain, when we hang on to anger, anger, when we don't take the journey, the hero or heroine's journey through that pain to the other side, when we face it, we actually are helping our bodies physically heal by releasing all of those negative vibrations, those negative, the negative energy. And there's scientific proof for anybody's out there. Who's like, that's hocus pocus. No, I mean, there's scientific yeah. proof yeah. that yeah. words have energy that can transform and change negatively or positively our very yeah. health, our bodies and our minds. Yeah. 1,111%. Um, <laughs> I, my God, mama, she is, she was my uh, best mama's, my mama's best friend. So I was like raised by four Taurus women, which thank the, thank the divines. Cause this is a lot of water in this chart. You might've noticed. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, but when my, uh, my mom got sick, my, my godmother was, you know, she was a Viking monk in another lifetime. You know, wisest woman in the world. She was just, she was the one that really brought um, that, to my attention to think about where the dis-ease manifests. Mm -hmm. And so like my mama was pancreatic cancer. She's like, well, what does the pancreas do? It's supposed to break down sugars. And she always yearned for the sweet life. Literally came, <laughs> became a diabetic metaphorically in all the ways that, again, going back to decolonization, you know, to live the American dream is not sustainable. Mm -hmm in late with with late stage capitalism mm -hmm. it's it's not like a healthy like narrative that we've been fed um you know um and she um so yeah and so for myself 
it was looking into the sacral chakra. That's where ovarian cancer manifests. And I don't want to, for anyone that's like lost somebody, like I, I don't want it to sound like, yes, I firmly believe in all this and I'm, I'm a testament to it, but I also want to be sensitive to those that might've just lost someone. Um, I, one of my teal, teal sisters, I lost last, last April that just really, she was a vegan she did all the things with her diet and she meditated and prayed and, and, and it wasn't enough. And so I do want to be mindful of like, with that, that small caveat for, for that, you know? Um, so, but yeah, definitely 99% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, 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 cause I guess sometimes we just can't, we can't speak to all journeys and what's what their soul contract might be what their I don't know some anyways um but yeah what oh what I'm resonating with is um that you work with children right and that the the purpose is that we we don't have to wait to have something so traumatic happen for us to be like oh there's a heart right here that I love your ascend versus a descend in and what you are teaching and and building and connecting heart to to as many people and as young as possible to, to build that super tool, that connection to heart all the time. And I'm wondering, you know, I'm, I'm also resonating with listeners who are like, Oh my gosh, that has nothing that traumatic has happened. So you still have access to it. And I would love for you to, to talk about the decision that you made, like, wait, this was so powerful me for powerful to me in this dark, the deep, the darkest time, but everyone can have access to that. When did that happen where you said everyone needs this? It's specifically creative writing or teaching in general? Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I know you as a, I was a teacher uh, in the school systems before, um, doing creative writing. I used to launch inclusion programs for kids with autism. Was a, I used to be, I used to do arts integrated education for all subjects. Um, but I, but um, so I just want to make sure I'm clarifying the question. You mean like as a teacher or just in general with specifically creative writing teaching and post health Yeah, journey? I would say your recent, your recent efforts of creating yeah. these amazing writing yeah. programs that are very, there, there, there are these spiritual niches for each. Um, and I also think about, you know, with, with my daughter hearing you and you're like, it's just kind of children from all over the country getting together and learning how to write, you know, and then you get them deep. You say, that's cool that you came in with this cool interest, but let's get deeper than that. Thank you so much. Um, so I, I feel, I feel, uh, I feel like I'm about to start to cry again. I feel really I feel so, so, so much for kids, what they're experiencing, um, Mm. right now. Um, it's bizarre how, um, sometimes like with the, the working with kids through Lighthouse, um, I like when we switched everything, the virtual and, um, and, you know, you want to be mindful because every, we, we saw as a country, how, how divided everyone was, how, politics really um, created a gap of cognitive dissonance. And so you never know who, like when it's, when it was teaching through, when, when I teach through Lighthouse Writers, you never know who your whole group of folks um, could be. And you, 
it's such sensitive time. It's a very, they're very tense times. And um, I, I just remember like when the elections happened, um, one of the, I call everyone potatoes as a term of endearment. So um, in case <laughs> you guys were like, is she like hungry? I don't get it. Um, so one of my potatoes, like uh, who always seemed, do you ever guys, y'all ever watch Daria from back in the day? You know, the cartoon where she, they were very like, it was like a, it's like a goth cartoon on MTV. Like, awesome. um, yeah. And so she was just kind of like this, like stoic outcast, sarcastic. Um, and so, you know, I just thought that this, this potato was tough, tough as nails, you know, just was just like being cool. Um, spoke when, spoke when felt called, you know, um, and then, you know, at the time I was living in Cap Hill and you could hear, you know, we, we know how the just the, the justice movements um, took a turn in 2020 of, of people really trying to say no to injustices. And um, I had, there was helicopters flying. You could hear the helicopters while I was teaching. And cause I was right at the time, right around the corner from the Capitol. And, um, and she just, she just broke down in front of us, like crying about how she's just afraid that there's gonna be war and she she feels bad about, you know, like everything just was, was coming, well, coming out and and then this past week uh, you know even I was with your daughter Gabby and I was like oh, you know I made some kind of like I'll test the waters with a joke just, just to be like crazy week am I right like you know and this was you know a few days after everything with Ukraine and Russia and I was like um she and I just I get, she was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's really sad, you know, what's, what's happening there. So I, you know, I, like at Tesla Waters, I won't just flat out, like bring, I'm mindful of where everyone's coming from and want to be respectful of like what parents want to dispose and not talk about, because also we're all children processing the world. It doesn't matter what our age is. And, uh, and, and it was just crazy to hear from her and all the kids that week that they don't talk about it like that nobody brought it up in any of the classes nobody brought this up and I'm just like really like potential you know and that just again to go back to how we're raised in through like white supremacy imperialism um capitalism we are really conditioned to be robots to go about business as normal I mean it, it it's we, we see what it's like for how much time women have after they have a baby, you know, like you go right back to work. Um, and I just, it's, it's, I don't know, seeing what kids have having to like go to school, not go to school, do everything online. At, um, it's, I, there's just not enough. How, how are people processing this? How are, you know, how are people, cultivating their spirit to still because at the end of the day no matter how hard things get like and in times where you feel powerless sometimes the only power that you can tap into is your art mm -hmm. creating something and putting something out there that is on your own terms that are on you know through that that you are feeling called to do and there are just not enough spaces 
like that. And we know what the funding's like for the arts with school. Apparently, and like apparently those programs have gotten cut even more than they already were because they have to make things work with uh, COVID restrictions in the school. And I, I so, um, you know, kids are our future. And if we're not, I mean, there is a collective spiritual crisis that has come to the forefront all the more than it already was. And if we're not healing all the generations that we're all interconnected with, like, you know, um, I feel like there's so much, like you were talking about earlier, our dis, how a dis-ease manifests. We're all mirrors, whether it's what's going on on the inside, how we're projecting it on the outside, what's going on with earth and what's happening with a co the collective of all of us humans. And so for me, when I, when you hear me talk, so another, you know, last thing about working with kids and when you hear me talk about decolonization and this and that, like, I, that's, that's only, that's only, I've only really come to really, even though I've been like, I've had the professional development on diversity and inclusion and all of that like in you know in the school systems but it's it wasn't until you know really the last um last four years um learning through through um activists like the malaya like the malaya movement um different grassroots organizations and learning through the center of babylon studies um babylons are the the filipino shamans that were um, you know, they were almost systematically like genocide out back in the day. Back, um, but what I've learned through the Center of Babylon Studies, through um, there's a woman jail creator, that when when this was said, it was like a light bulb, and I was just like, you know, this is a message that like everyone needs to hear, and the younger you are, the better, because. We, we are all powerful players in this world. Doesn't matter where we are, like we're all emanating an energy that contributes towards the change we want or the chaos that continues. And she said like, you know, shame, the concepts of shame and guilt, those are not concepts our ancestors had ever, ever imagined. Those are things that we've internalized through colonialism. And with all of us inheriting 15, 14 generations of emotional memories, that literally dates back to the beginning of colonialism. <laughs> and so like that, that takes so much time to unlearn, unwire, to relearn. And that only happens when you have spaces to process, when you have these spaces to not only process metacognitively, but that then to take that shame and guilt and to transmute it into your poetry, into your art, into whatever resonates with your heart. And I just feel like in that whole process of us being, having the courage to be authentic to what matters in our heart, that is, that is the domino effect that we need on an individual and collective level to, for you know, for the like we cannot calculate the electric, electric, electromagnetic energy of the heart, and I firmly believe that the more that we can keep this heart, our heart strong, that's our that's 
the kind of biggest hope that we have to survive as a as a human race and as a as a planet <laughs> no I, I i feel that so strongly i mean i think i'm glad that you used the word hope there because i think there are a lot of i think i i i feel that there are a lot of we are all walking wounded at the moment there's not only has there been the global pandemic not only have we seen more on TV than, than anyone should ever be exposed to that create, you know, like mini traumas daily, but then we also have our childhood trauma, different people that may come over at different things, cancer, you know, whatever it might be. And I imagine we were just having this discussion yesterday, Sonia and I were, um, and Katya about, you know, imagine coming to, cause we work with corporations and it's like, imagine sitting in a court in a, in a, conference room and if you could read the bubbles above everybody's head like I wonder if my mom is going to be okay I can't believe I just had my third miscarriage like all of these and that's all coming to work with them right and then and then we try to make things happen um, I think the acknowledgement that we are because like I look at schools and the grace that I have in that is um, I think that there are a lot of teachers that are afraid to have the discussion because they haven't processed their own pain and they're not in the, and nobody is helping them process. So how do they make the space in the room for the kids to process? And so my belief, I have, I have two beliefs I would love to just share. One is that it's going to take those of us that have done art and are doing the work and can fill back up with love and have the detachment to, you know, to be able to lean into the pain without losing compassion to show up and help others that need it and continue to have that ripple effect, that decided heart effect, um, and for us to show up with compassion and so on. But I love the vision that I always get in my mind is that you can never heal a wound from the surface. Right. And it's always really, really, <laughs> it's really, really hard and it's really, really gross and yucky and chaotic and all of those things. And we're in the middle of chaos and rather than feel depressed and sad, and, and all of those things that I could feel and lonely, I feel opportunity. I feel hope. I feel hope because we have to clear out the bad gunk. We have to get out the poison. We have to get out the toxins. We have to get all of that out so that we can rise and know that we need one another and lean into our true heart calling. <laughs> if you're listening, she's snapping at me right now. And I think it's a good thing. No. <laughs> But if I can just add to that, because I, you know, it's uh, from the most micro relationships that we have, because, you know, again, I, I always sometimes think, well, this is so big, this is way big. And I think a lot of us say, well, it's too big. What's the easiest way to cope? It's just to be numb. Yeah. <laughs> and we've really been used to living a numb life. Yes. Where that, that numbness is our comfort. Yes. It's our layer of protection. And so I think about, well, what can I do? <laughs> What my, my most micro relationships is who's around me, who's yeah, Hillary, right, right. my daughters, and not just the family unit, but just my daughter and I, myself. Yeah. And one of the basic things that I have really practiced, and it took practice, even though this seems, oh my God, this is so simple. But no, because I had to recognize my numbness, then face the fear, like this is a little scary and uncomfortable, and then have the courage to be quiet. And in the stillness of that quietness, it's intentional. It's not that to listen and mm -hmm. feel like, oh my, and, and, and that, to, especially when it's like with my daughters, right. One-on-one -on -one, to be still together and that, that heart connect, the vibrations start to really like shake 
and you start to listen yeah. and hear. And then you, and that's where you were talking about this light comes out, mm-hmm. but we will never discuss it until we have that courage to kind of fight our way in. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love oh. that. Yeah, I know. I want to, uh, you know, you have such amazing energy. I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing. And I know for those of us, um, for those that are out there listening and are like, okay, I'm really interested in doing more of this work. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you? I have a website, citrineinc.com, but I'm, uh, it's, I'm in reconstruction with it. Um, and so I, they folks can email me. Um, I have a lot of things that are coming up um, that are new. Um, citrineinc at gmail.com. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I have a, a have things at Lighthouse Writers as well. I'm at the Denver Art Museum every fourth Tuesday of the month. You see how it's writing with cancer, um, but definitely um, the art of health journeys is something that, um, you know, it, it's become really apparent with just a lot of the feedback from folks about how this has been really helpful, these, these classes and, um, like even the last one I did with the Denver Art Museum was called Radical Love, writing prompt, combining um, art with um, writing prompts to ex- articulate your heart through a decolonial lens. And I still have emails to respond to because folks were wanting the PDF of that and um, people want wanted to, me to teach that again. And so I, I'm basically taking everything I've done from we're going on year three now in this virtual realm um, from the things that I've done um, with the Denver Art Museum. Um, I'm turning that into a curriculum called Canvas and Consciousness. Uh-huh. I want it to be something, yes. I want to be able to um, have that set up in a way where, um, you know, if I don't have the copyright, if I don't have the 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 light the rights from free to call and all of that, you know, then I can work with I can take that lesson and do something similar with local artists because the the intention being is like a way of like passive income for all of us, mm-hmm. um, and um, have and then having the art of health journeys too, whether uh, it could be whether I am facilitating something for a, a group online or in person, I still wanted, uh, I wanted to be able to have equitable energy exchanges mm-hmm. to where there could, if, if people could still be able to download, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a class and things like that. So um, I have to tell so, you something really quick. Okay, okay. Need to tell you I have something. to tell you, I have to share really quick a memory because you said Denver Museum and then the writing, and then I just oh, got yeah. this big grin because I used to teach in Westminster at the high school there. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And so I brought them to the museum. So one of the things that I used to do is I would bring them to the Denver Art Museum and we had different writing prompts and what, cause I was an English teacher. And so <gasps> it would be, yep. And so it was pick your three favorite paintings and they had one of, they had one of two prompts they could use. One is combine what you're seeing into a creative writing story. So how are you going to take those three pictures and make them one story? And the other one was, what if those three painters, those artists got together, what would their conversation be? 
And it was it. so fun. Anyway, sorry. So you just brought back a moment. I, like my okay, do my not apologize. <laughs> Don't apologize. That's not that. That's not colonial conditioning. We're not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can kill that off. Oh, sorry, so Yes. So thank you for like, it just lit me up like, Oh, I remember. Oh, so I just, uh, such a joy. Oh yeah. And a a memory I have not heard. You haven't heard that memory. No. I love that. Gosh, this whole, this whole vibe right now. I tell you, I love, I mean, I I love Sonia. So like, you know, I was like, you're her partner in crime. And this decided hard. I was just like, I am here for this gang. And and now it's like even more. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, you know, I think that website, your website, to me, reflects what the work that you're doing. Um, I visited multiple times, but this morning, I just wanted to do a warm up. And I'm like, dang, like, if you want to know the energy of Teresa, I go to her website, you'll see all the different projects, and links to the different Thank organizations. You, so you are Thank truly you. an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Well, you know, my hesitancy to say anything, again, going back to our conditioning of like being some having a perfect image I'm like there's so much feedback I haven't put on there from people there's so many like testimonials and videos and you know it's like I feel like everything has to be perfect before mm-hmm. you know and, I, and isn't it we have so many ways that we are conditioned to hide and to shrink and mm-hmm. so kind of like going back to you know the, the, your thing about working with kids I mean the irony of being a creative writing teacher uh, for me is just like, it, it's, it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And my, 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 my sisters, S-I capital S-T-A-R-S, the ones I've grown up with, we're like, you know, the ones who've known my word, my words since I was a child, you know, um, it, it, it's been a long, somewhere along the way, I like, I stopped writing in my twenties and like, I forgot, I had a whole box of writing that I just forgot about. And there's, there's a lot of ways that, you know, and I hear it all the time, all eight, like all ages. Oh, I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, do you like to write? Yeah. Have you thought about ideas for a book? Yeah. And then you're a writer. <laughs> and we're so conditioned through capitalism to think that unless we're having a monetary like success through that, then you know then, it's not real. Then we yeah, which is like horrible, right? You know, and um and so yeah, so I just did a soft launch this week um for uh for kiddos that I work with um. And the other one will be coming here soon. The, the official, official, but it's the Rose and Rowan Creative Writing School for witches, little yeah. witches. And so yeah. it's same generative creative writing prompts, but um, it's it's a way of um, cultivating your own power and remembering your own power and creating magic through mm-hmm. your writing. Mm-hmm. Um, the because kids don't want to go to things necessarily that's called like creative writing to help you with yeah. your stress coping skills, you know, depression, exactly like that, that type of language, like, you know, they, you know, they don't get. So like as educators, so as I, as I know, you know, right. Um, culturally responsive teaching, like how do we, how do we, uh, um, how do we take the life lessons that we want to be able to share with kids, but filter it through um, a language that, that would resonate, you know, through a space that would resonate. And so, um, so yeah, that's been a very big thing this week. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the websites, you know, they just, yeah. I feel like at this point things have grown so big that it's like, no, there needs to be one specific, 
a website for canvas of consciousness, a website for the art of health. Like we're going to let go of that. No, we're letting go. We're going to share. I love y'all. People are going to find it. We're going to release. I release you from feeling that way, but I do not release you from the gratitude that we feel right now. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to our listeners too, for also joining us. Hopefully you've been able to be inspired as we have been by really facing that fear and that pain and the things that are going on in your life and healing through words, whether it's spoken, whether it's with your sisters, whether it's with um, you, whatever it might be, your soul sisters, all of that. Um, and, and don't, don't forget to, to connect with Teresa at her, we're going to have all those listed her sure. platforms or Instagram and so on, but also, you know, if you feel like it connect with us on all of our social media platforms <laughs> and on YouTube, where you can listen to this or any of your favorite, um, podcast platforms, because you're going to want a little bit more of this mm-hmm. and, and make sure that you also check out our website at the dhfact.com for great opportunities to learn and grow, including our membership right now. So until next time, may you have the courage to live with a decided heart.